This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, March 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. White House starts USMCA push. Senate aid bill hits floor. Food giants seek climate debate and pesticide analysts get focus. White House starts a major push for USMCA. The White House has kicked off a new offensive to gain congressional approval of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Trump administration officials reached out to farm and business leaders across the country at a conference call yesterday morning, asking them to pressure lawmakers to support the overhaul of the North American Trade Pact. Later in the day, 23 Republican House members went to the White House to sit down with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, and others. Lighthizer went to Capitol Hill to meet with House Democrats earlier in the month to field questions and offer reassurances, but those Democrats will also soon be getting an invitation to the White House to build broad support of the USMCA, an administration official told reporters. The conference call with farm groups uh, called to arms to go visit the Hill, one person on the call told AgriPulse. Responding to questions on the call, one White House official said the administration is not ready yet to let go of steel and aluminum tariffs on Mexico and Canada. Negotiations are still going on with the two countries to keep some form of import controls, such as quotas, in place. Senate advances disaster aid. The Senate agreed 90-10 yesterday to bring up a long-stalled disaster aid bill. But some key details are still being worked out, including whether the bill will compensate farmers who stored grain and soybeans were lost to recent floods. That aid wasn't included in the draft release just ahead of the procedural vote yesterday. Senate Democrats, meanwhile, released a list of complaints about how the White House is spending disaster aid in Puerto Rico, a dispute that has put a cloud over the latest legislation. Now, for more on the disaster bill, plus a look at how U.S. wheat growers are losing market share in Japan and how the government is trying to protect pork producers from African swine fever, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes today. Looking ahead, House Ag sets snap hearing. Representative Marsha Fudge, the Ohio Democrat who chairs the House Agriculture Subcommittee on Nutrition, has scheduled a hearing for next Wednesday on the USDA's proposal to make it harder for states to get waivers from SNAP work requirements. Democrats will go hard after the plan. The question is whether there will be new information on SNAP recipients who will be affected. Food giants want climate considered in dietary guidelines. The previous Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee touched a nerve by bringing climate change and sustainability into the equation in their report five years ago. Four of the nation's largest food companies want to see another debate on those issues. A set of recommendations from the Sustainable Food Policy Alliance which represents Mars, Unilever, Nestle, and Data North America, says the new advisory committee should explore incorporating dietary guidance that reflects the connection between climate change, public health, and food security. The coalition says dietary advice should account for how climate change, water scarcity, soil health, and other environmental challenges may impact the availability and nutrient density of foods and beverages. The committee holds its first hearing Thursday and Friday at USDA.
Agency Defends Handling of Pesticide Analysis. The Fish and Wildlife Service says it's still developing a biological opinion required by the Endangered Species Act on the effects of chlorpyrifos, malathion, and diazinon. The statement comes after a New York Times report on Tuesday said Deputy Interior Secretary David Bernhardt blocked release of the analysis in late 2017. The draft opinion found that chlorpyrifos would heighten risk for nearly 1,400 endangered species, malathion for 1,284 species, and diazinon 175 species, according to the Times. Manufacturers complained that initial EPA evaluations had vastly overstated the chemical's risk to wildlife. Fish and Wildlife Service said its consultation with EPA is a highly complex undertaking and that it is refining its methodology to incorporate information on how the pesticides are actually used to further improve our analysis of how they're authorized by the label. House Natural Resources Chairman Raul Grijalva of Arizona says he planned to hold a hearing on the issue. Congress Mulls Colorado River Plan Two days of congressional hearings start today on the Colorado River Drought Contingency Plan that states and the region recently agreed to. The plan for managing the river's water would forestall federal government action to restrict water usage. The plan still needs congressional approval. Grijalva said he hoped to have his panel act quickly on the plan after a hearing on Thursday. He described the plan as an interim step until a broader agreement can be reached on water usage priorities and conservation across the West. A Senate hearing is set for today. Grassley wants to update bankruptcy laws. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa says the Chapter 12 bankruptcy law for farms badly needs to be updated to increase the asset limit. The cap for using Chapter 12 has set at $5 million more than three decades ago. Grassley would like to double that cap to about $10 million. $5 million doesn't go as far now as it did then, so fewer people would qualify for Chapter 12, he said. The law allows farmers to restructure finances to avoid liquidation and foreclosure. USA Rice targets false labels. The USA Rice Federation is demanding that a Puerto Rico company stop hiding the fact that it's importing Chinese rice and marketing it as domestic or U.S. origin. Puerto Rico is traditionally a significant importer of medium-grain rice from southern U.S. states, but less expensive Chinese rice has been flooding into the U.S. territory for the past couple of years. Puerto Rico's Department of Consumer Affairs fined the rice seller Pan American Grain $10,000 for falsely labeling cheaper Chinese rice as a U.S. product, according to USA Rice. Here's today's They Said It. I realize there are those who think the GND is a moral imperative, but farmers continuing to feed the world is also a moral imperative. Too many go hungry each day in America. Ending this is also a moral imperative. That Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas posting on his Twitter feed about the Green New Deal resolution. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York had a very different take, linking the need for disaster aid to climate change, an issue he said Republicans refused to address. The warmer the air, the warmer the globe, the wilder the weather gets, 
as the people in Iowa and Nebraska have just experienced. The Senate voted 0-57 to yesterday against bringing the resolution up for debate. Three Democrats and Maine Independent Angus King joined Republicans in voting against the resolution. Other Democrats voted present as a protest against what they considered a sham vote. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.